Hello and welcome to the 92nd episode of the Whispers in the Dark podcast. This is the E3 special. E3 2016 was a little over a week ago. And um, yeah, we're back. We're going to talk about all the things that happened because there was a surprisingly good amount of announcements for us to talk about, which I didn't expect when we were planning E3 as a horror-only site. But uh, there's a lot of things. Uh, Today I am joined by Rourke. Howdy. Thomas. Hey. Zev. Hi. And Whitney. Hey. Oh, wow. You have a lot of energy, don't you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what happened to your get up and go? Don't tell me it got up and went. You just, Sorry, you just been I, really I was sad. Distra- I was distracted to my name. You're just, you just not happy anymore since the podcast has changed. You're going to make the Wait. podcast great again. All right, Whitney. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> So, let's start off with, um, since a couple of us were actually at the show, I guess we can start off with our previews and personal experiences for getting there. Uh, this was my 33, and um, didn't expect that there was going to be much, but there was a lot of great announcements, too. Uh, Zev, you went this year for the first time. How was that for you? It was pretty exciting. I will say, I'll bet a little overwhelming, but there was a lot going on. <laughs> well, I was so overwhelming. A lot. <laughs> There's just a lot going on, tons of people, but it was pretty exciting. I think this year actually might have been one of the uh, less crowded years, according to a couple people I've seen say that. And I guess it, I guess it was. It didn't feel like body to body like um, other events. Sure, this is industry. Well, only. the other hall was there was a huge amount of empty space, and also I had a lot of um, cell phone reception. Um, oh right, I didn't even think. Yeah, I like um, <laughs> I talk, like I've talked to people like on past years. They say they really had problems you know, sending messages and stuff like that. But here, I, I, I could watch YouTube videos on the floor. Yeah, I, I actually didn't think of that until now. Usually all these events are terrible for reception. But With that, I suggest using T-Mobile because that worked out really well on my end. AT&T was nice, too. Except when we got off the planes, I mean, I couldn't use our phones for like 15 minutes. But this it was podcast also... brought to you by T-Mobile. No, no, T-Mobile is sometimes weird. Actually, am I T-Mobile? I think I'm T-Mobile. Yes, you are. Okay, it doesn't matter anymore. I, I don't <laughs> like any. Don't, oh God! I don't know. I give I give money to the bill, and I don't care who what who it is going to. I don't care. Way, way to adult. <laughs> My phone doesn't barely <laughs> works anyway. But Thomas was also your first year, right? Yep. How did you feel going for the first time this industry event that so many people love and go? Wait, did you oh, guys stay goodness. together? No, well, I was I was staying with a different friend. Um, it was on a personal level. It was just kind of tiring. It was like um, you had to get in lines or pre-register for stuff way in advance, and it was just a lot of waiting around for stuff. You know, like people say that you can get E3 news better than journalists just by watch, watching at home, Completely and that true. is yeah, that's pretty true to the point. Yeah, like um, I did. I was able to get into a number of the press conferences. Um, I got into Bethesda's. Um, that's thanks to our connection with them. Um, Microsoft PC Gaming Show and Sony. But um, with Sony's, I had to wait in three hours in line, and they cut off the line pretty much after me and my group got in. So it was a close call on that one. But we got yeah. in, and I got to sit behind a camera. Oh. That was what. It was funny because I was. The same thing happened in Microsoft. I was wondering why is there's nobody seeing in this area. It's completely open, and sure enough, it's because it's right behind the camera. <laughs> At least we were uh, to the left of the camera for the Bethesda one. We had pretty good seats for that one. Yeah, the, was, yeah, that one was pretty good. It was worth the two hours of waiting in the hot sun in the middle of the ghetto in LA, a very scary neighborhood that they that said was, that the, yeah, it was scary. I'm uh, like, uh, 
there were fireworks going, fireworks going off constantly, and apparently you said you got dropped off somewhere random? Yeah, basically they knew that the neighborhood was really bad, so they had a shuttle service drop people off at some random uh, parking lot. <laughs> and the parking lot was next to a train, like a train road, so Ubers couldn't actually get to us, so they kind of fucked us up with that. It was it was interesting being stuck around there like at midnight. But uh yeah, it was it was fun going. I, I think I like this year better than last year. I did a lot more stuff this year. It was more entertaining. Some pretty good announcements. Were you were you closer to the yes. convention center this time? Maybe that's why. Yeah, we were fifty minutes away and yeah, we didn't have to go like last year and the year before last with Zach and he's about like forty five minutes out, so there was none of that. Would long you say that travel. would you say that you had like more exciting announcements last year though, in terms of all the drops that some of the companies did yeah i honestly can't remember anything from last year that i was like oh man i really want to read more about this i'm dying to hear more about it let me see if i can go check it out myself at the show like i didn't really get that last year this year we had um some good announcements and the big one that i guess we're gonna be talking about as a horror site resident Evil 7 we'll get a little more into that later that was pretty awesome what do you mean what do you mean i thought we we're gonna talk about the best game ever the death stranding game of the show because <laughs> Norman Reedus is naked body with the baby. Well, I mean, that's what all the Walking Dead fans have been waiting for, so... Yeah, and they get to see a buffer version of him, because I don't think he's that buff for real. Was, was I the only one irked that Kojima walked faster than the lights that he was supposed to follow up the stage? Uh, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> There's already a gif of like him falling off like it's a Mario trap that he walked too fast <laughs> off. <laughs> I was more irked by that than anything else. I'm like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Please stop. I will say... Back. I will say when we were down, when I was down there watching it, me and the rest of the crowd were like, "Oh shit!" When his face first showed up, um, Norris, that is, well, Kojima too, I guess, but Reedus especially. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a big. Oh my god, is this is this quiet mountain moment? Cause that's what everyone's expecting, but we don't really know what Death Stranding is, and it might not even be horror. But we're talking I about it. I think it's so probably going to be some sci-fi thing, sci-fi game. It yeah, I mean, sci-fi psychological. Yeah, I'm okay. imagining sci-fi, but with that kind of psychological weirdness that Metal Gear Solid 3 had in 4, I guess. Because um, he said he, he, he his new game was going to be in vain of Uncharted and, and uh, I forgot the other one, but like it was an Division. action. He said it was, was going to be ha- more for action fans. Yeah. So I'm thinking and, it's like a sci-fi action with some maybe a little bit of creepy moments. And Rita's apparently weird. wears that weird armor thing in the logo because, like, people yeah. were predicting, like, a month beforehand. Well, well, not a month, but like a couple weeks beforehand, and that render of um, the guy with the skull mask. Skull mask. Oh that, yeah, the, the, it was Rita's eyes. On the yeah. eye. His, Look, his really eye, tired, wrinkly say. eyes. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, him, all right. Um, so before we talk about the specific games that we from announcements, let's talk about what we all played and saw firsthand. I guess. Uh, Seven, I can start off with Narcosis as the first game of the show for us. It was a VR underwater psychological horror game. And um, while the game itself wasn't all too creepy, what I did enjoy was that it was the first uh, VR horror game I've ever played. And I talked about it in my Wait, preview. Wait, was it billed as a horror game? Yeah, it's okay. a little bit. It's a little bit like it's like a scarier. Uh, Dear Esther kind of thing where you're listening to the monologue of your character. So is it a swimming simulator? No, you're in a suit. You're like oh. in a suit. Apparently, some accident happened. You got stuck underwater. Like Soma. Yeah, little facility, and you just have to lug around in your big old diving suit and pick up canisters of air to survive. But it wasn't that the game itself was scary at all, and it doesn't look that great either visually. It's pretty simple. But what I did enjoy from it was that um, 
since it was the first time I played a horror game in VR, I wanted to see how things really affected me, whether or not like something gets in my face or just the depth itself would. And when I walked along the ocean floor, you can just see the abyss, just pure darkness. And even though nothing came out of it, it was just for some reason really unsettling, which I really appreciated. Cause and remember, I, the abyss can see into you. It was like it was it was weird. I, I described it as like a, almost like a, a primal fear because I didn't understand why I was afraid. I'm like, I know if I just jump in, I'm just gonna have to restart the game. But just looking into it for some reason, VR was really effective. And so uh, it made you like it, it made you nervous. So you think if yeah. it, it wasn't VR, you wouldn't have been as nervous Soma, about it. When I saw like the abyss in Soma, I was like, oh, that's that's unsettling. But in VR, it's just there's more depth to it. So it just it did feel a little bit creepier than that. And that was like the creepiest element of the game itself because the other thing was just like a oh, big old underwater crustacean didn't scare me. I mean, what, that was, what VR was it? What VR was oh, it that on? Was, that was, was Oculus. Oculus. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, which, definitely. which VR do you, I mean, I've, I assume you've, you've played like, all, all of the VR. Which, which one do you prefer? Um, I'm going to say the Vive definitely because the Vive has, uh, it has room scale for one thing and um, the field of view is a little larger because when you're in the Oculus, it feels like you are, you do have something around your eyes so you can kind of see the edges of the device whereas in vive it goes farther along so you don't really get that i think people call it the screen door effect where you just feel like it's a barrier around everything okay okay i get that and if i had to rate the three major ones i'd say that the playstation vr is actually surprisingly good and i think it might have been better than the oculus just from what i tried really because i i've heard people say the playstation isn't very good because it doesn't or maybe it was just the game it was on. People said it was uh, Resident Evil was jagged, yeah, and that it made them sick. Like it didn't track their movements or something. Yeah. I played that as well, and definitely have some words on it. Um, but I was for the VR perspective only. Um, yeah, I felt like the headset was surprisingly good. It just had a problem adjusting to the back of my head. For how heavy was it? Because that thing looks huge. It does look huge, and it also has like a bulk on the back too, because there are lights there too. Um, it was that heavy from what I can remember. I don't think any of them were particularly heavy from what I remember of all three experiences. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if this game was at E3. Did, did you guys play the Paranormal Activity one? I saw like this video from IGN. oh the one based on the movie. Yeah, and they were all no. freaking out. And I was just curious if you guys played that one. Yeah, I, I wish I did. Yeah, I I want to play a lot more VR. I said it on the site before, like, I would love to increase our VR coverage right now. The only editor on the site with a VR device is uh, uh, Tom, other Tom, and he has a Vive. He just bought one, so he should be doing some stuff on VR first. Soon, maybe but maybe you could do, like, a GoFundMe or something for the, the site. I have about that all the time, yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to ask... I don't know how many people really want to invest in that. And also, like, if I did do a GoFundMe for one, I don't want like just to get like halfway through my goal and feel like, oh man, you gave me money and I gotta have it sit there. I don't know. Have you I'll... have you tried talking to the manufacturers? Like, hey, we oh, would I've, like I've to emailed, review games. I've oh, emailed okay. them several times. Like, can I just borrow one because so I can try some stuff, write an article, and then send it back? But they do not respond, and I guess it makes sense because HTC is a massive corporation, so they probably have a lot of inquiries coming in. Maybe I will be I will be getting a PSVR. I already nice. pre-ordered one a long time ago, so. We got awesome. ourselves covered in that aspect, even though it's the cheapest. So I'm pretty sure one of the other guys are going to get one, too. Sweet. All right, that'd be perfect, because VR is, I think, that's definitely where we need to go for horror, because it just it really livens it up for me. It's the immersion. It is. It's the immersion. And I'm, really, I'm really good. curious to try it, too. I mean, maybe it would actually just make don't, me nervous. I guess we'll, just, we'll talk about this when we talk about Resident Evil VR, but uh, don't 
walk. Don't use first-person controls when you do VR, because if you get sick from normal first-person games, that will get you really, really nauseated. Chris. However, I, I'll add on the adium that if you are totally fine with it, it works totally fine for me. So Yeah. Okay, I get kind of sick with See, uh, actually, first I person. Can, I actually can talk about that right now, because Narcosis was first-person controls with VR headset support, and it, it did make me nauseous, and... Um, Learning from that, essentially, if you turn with your right stick as the camera, it forces your vision to you move, essentially, and your head just like, oh, God, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing with my head. And it does make you nauseous. So yeah, when you, I played Resident Evil... you had Evil, to tell me to stop using the right stick. Yeah, don't use the right stick. And if you do, like, have to turn, I close my eyes when I use the right stick if I have to, or I pan my body as if, like, I'm just strutting. I just, it's a hurdle to... To go over, uh, I think some. So you got to train your, you got to train your your body not to yeah. just play like you're looking at a screen. Yeah, yeah. Some developers are trying to work on a way to instead of walking, you just teleport to locations. Can't you like? Is there a control to to, to make the right stick not work? So uh, even if you, you can do, just ignore it. It's just I don't think some some games don't actually. I, maybe it's just the vibe that will allow this. But let's say for Narcosis and Resident Evil. Your body doesn't move when you turn your head. It's just your head. So it's not like you can keep looking right and then you'll, your body will shift in that direction. That doesn't exist for It's It's reason. why a lot of game, games are just stationary. You're a turret or you have some kind of teleportation device yeah. like that um, like that upcoming um, Final Fantasy XV um, Prompto um, VR experience thing. It works for him perfectly because, well, the game's kind of janky still, but it works for him because he can teleport around. So it makes sense for you to just stand in one place, shoot, and then when you want to move, you just toss a beacon where you want to teleport yeah i guess it's because there's i mean traditional you know controller mouse and keyboard you don't necessarily differentiate looking around versus moving your body and that's something you have to get used to yeah i think with room scale though which is only on the vibe right now uh that will definitely be something that can be hurdled over because it's it's really good i played a uh, raw data at pax east and while you are stationary like i felt no nausea nothing it felt really great so more room scale games which is to an $800 device. So if you would love this podcast and think we should invest in Vive, let us know how we should do it. Because let's make some money and buy some hey, cool tech. Hey, let's, let's do the lottery. Let's do the Powerball. Oh. <laughs> or, what was that Mega Million thing that was a couple months ago where everyone's freaking out? Yeah, that was a big, big thing. <laughs> a big waste of a time. Uh, so no, yeah. people, people won the money. So. Yeah, and then they went on TV and said, haha, we have the ticket, look. And then they were just walking outside and New York City with a ticket in their pocket. Idiots. <laughs> but, but anyway, the second game uh, I checked out for uh, E3 was Stifled. That one actually happened out of nowhere because a developer reached out to me on Twitter. And um, it's very reminiscent of the 2D game Dark Echo, which you use sound waves to highlight things in your environment so you can walk around and see what's near you. And then if enemies are near you, they make noise themselves. And instead of the uh, outlining being white, which is what you create. The outlines that they generate from their sound is red. So it's very similar like that. It's just uh, 3D. And it's apparently going to have VR support as well, which I'm curious how it's going to work. But I checked that out in the middle of just the hallway. Zev and I found the guy, Justin, the developer, and we sat with his laptop and played it. Pretty neat. My preview just went up yesterday, actually. Really interested in that. Hoping it works well. It's not just um, sound wave puzzles either. It's going to have a narrative in between each of those segments. So. I like that aspect of it. It seems like that um, Soundwave kind of an idea is becoming more and more popular with horror. Right. That's like the 
I want to say the third one of those I've seen. Yeah, there's, there's Perception, which I reference as well. I played that at PAX East, but not long enough to really form a uh, opinion on it that I'd write about. But I just, it wasn't doing it for me. I felt like the character was, she was too talkative and it was too lighthearted. And then all of a sudden it wanted you to be afraid of a random thing in the house. And I just felt like the tones didn't match. So I'm anxious to see how that one works out. But At least now we have proof that a Daredevil game could work. <laughs> yeah, they could. Third person would be interesting. I mean, I guess you just think of Arkham Asylum's detective mode. Yeah, honestly, yeah, just yeah. Arkham Asylum's detective mode. <laughs> there you go. Um, so next game, Thomas, you checked out Dead Rising Four. Yes, I did. Um, it was the first thing I did on day one, I guess. What'd you think of it? I liked it. It was. Um, I haven't played the series in what now, like three years. So it was, mm. I'm pretty sure if you've been following every single release, including that. Uh, that mini add-on that uses Three's engine, then you would have. Um, I forgot what's called. You know the one. Super where the Ultra video. Arcade Remix. Oh, segment. I forgot about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That one. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you've been following every single one, you'd be kind of like tired, but yeah. or fatigued from from the series. But it's been a while, so I'm excited to get back into four. Um, basically, for a rundown for anyone that didn't pay attention to it, um, you play as Frank West again after the events of. Uh, Three, he goes back to Willamette, and instead of just seeing the mall, he covers the entire city during um, Christmas time. And he's also sexy now. Yeah, he's. Uh, some, I, they changed the face model because he's a lot more attractive. He doesn't have like a weird broken pug nose and a big <laughs> forehead or anything like that. I'm also um, really sad they replaced his voice actor. I love yeah. his original voice actor. I guess it's just to be in line more with the new actor or I mean, the new. Whoever he's based on, so yeah, boo. We did learn some interesting things because uh, when they announced it, people were concerned that it was going to be a Windows 10 exclusive. It's not going to be a Windows 10 store exclusive. It would just be a Windows 10 OS exclusive. So if you get it on Steam or something, you just need Windows 10. Not a big problem. That's fine with me. It, it is exclusive for ninety the first ninety days though. On okay, PC. yeah, right. Okay, ninety days. That's long. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be available to more than just the Xbox One owners, which is nice. Um, just like three was, although three's PC port was funky. And it got funkier. Actually, don't know if it's even playable right now for people with AMD cards, which is unfortunate. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, I do like Dead Rising a lot, and um, I might write an article about the the loss of a protagonist that's kind of frumpy and not attractive and kind of gross looking and kind of yeah, a piece of shit. It's uh, kind of the return of what happened with Condemned. They had like this kind of frumpy, yeah, like um islander kind of looking guy in the first yeah. game and then the second game he's this really buff white guy all of a sudden yeah that was that, that was some shit have you <laughs> he became grungy white dude do you guys remember original isaac clark yes. oh yeah yes. yeah he had a really weird tiny baby face and a big head <laughs> then he, they, <laughs> yeah then they made him just kind of good looking well they based him in two and three he just looks like the actor so oh right yeah i forgot about that he's based on um Guy's face. I wish they made a movie. I'd go for a movie on that. Yeah. What? What? John Carpenter do it. He likes the game. It's basically his. Well, they were movie anyway. They were talking about making a movie, but the guy that was behind Street Fighter: Legend of Chun Li was working on it, so maybe not. Never mind that then. Let's just bring back the series in general because we were hoping. I was hoping at least for um, Dead Space Four or something Dead Space, but well, at least considering the. 
fucking massive cliffhanger ending that Dead Space 3's yeah. DLC ends with. Maybe if Resident Evil 7 does well enough, uh, EA will reevaluate whether or not they should invest in a traditional survival horror game again. I hope they do, because I do like that series, although 3 definitely brought it down. Um, you didn't finish 3. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. Technically, um, no one finished 3, because the ending happens in the DLC. Yeah. Oh, right. And then even there, it's just like, oh man, those big old planet meatballs are coming for Earth. <laughs> Amore! Uh, <laughs> they just like... They look like the Langoliers. <laughs> they do. Oh, God. Um... And, uh, yeah, Thomas, you actually played Outlast 2 as well. Yeah, um, it's the same demo I believe they had at other events. Mm-hmm. That ends with basically your crotching <laughs> rid apart by an axe. But, um, yeah, cool. that was interesting enough. Um, I you played I Outlast 2 in stony silence, we should also say. Yeah, yeah I was, like was going to bring that up. Like, um, well, that's the thing, I guess, with horror games, I don't really... I guess that will be a problem when I get to do via PlayStation VR stuff, too. I just... I don't really get too scared with scary games, or at least, well, I get scared, like, internally, you know, I'm freaked out, though, this is creepy, but, like, on the externally, I don't, like, scream or yeah. flip out or start yelling at things, so I'm not very good at uh, scare cam material, <laughs> but we were, but, like, when we were doing the, the, there's a video of it, but we were doing the thing, and there was a guy next to me that was just in the exact same area, just screaming and, like, moving around, darting and yelling at the game. Yeah, he put his I, hands up to the screen, like, no, 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 no. I love people that get really freaked out yeah. by games. I love the dude during the RE7 reveal that just ah. There was someone did that. Yeah. Um, oh, when awesome. the when the family man walks past the door, you hear somebody yeah, in the yeah, audience. Yeah, you hear go, <laughs> Yeah, I can confirm that there were people in the audience that freaked out a bit, followed That's by some amazing. a little bit of laughter. That's so awesome. Um, um, I wish I could be that. I wish I could have that much. I know. games. But the, yeah. in the same vein, like I think that's my problem with VR too. Too is like I'm not getting sick because I'm just constantly aware of the fact that I'm playing a game, or I don't wear the headset so tight that I can still see around me. So mm. I guess I just I need to get immersed more. I mean, like um, until dawn, it was pretty scary, and like um, you know, the jump scares made me leap up a little. Yeah. But. And like PT was easily one of the scariest things I've ever played. I was really, it was really tense. But um, yeah, I just, I'm not super freaky. I'm thumbnail I'm same... YouTube man with yep. the, uh, the Feast of Flesh font. <laughs> same as you. Whenever I, I streamed, um, Whitney was there. I streamed a uh, Five Nights at Freddy's one when that came out, and all these <laughs> kids came into the chat like, "Oh man, this is gonna scare you. This is gonna scare you." I'm just sitting there like, oh "God, no, he's it gonna didn't. die. He's gonna be freaked out." <laughs> He's pretending to be tough. He's not really tough. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I know what's going to happen. Like, all right. Well, remake over. broke you, so yeah, remake broke me, as I said in this podcast numerous times. So yeah, that's why I really, really want to invest in VR, not to harp on it too much, but I want to be afraid again. And just from experiences like narcosis, I said, oh wow, I actually feel pretty creeped out right now because so I want more of that. And um, we actually going to have a massive like. Like, I don't really know if they want to call it AAA anymore, but Resident Evil 7 can be played fully in VR, which I am really excited for, because I want to see a full... But it like, might not be good VR. That is something I do want to talk about, because I did play the PlayStation version. Although, remember, it's not only on PlayStation, it's also coming to PC and Xbox One, and those all have their own VR supports. Um, and PS4 is going to have the PS4 yeah. Neo, and the rumor is that PSVR is garbage on a original PS4. Right. 
It was definitely lower. It, it ran fine for us, but it was like definitely lower resolution. I think it was. Yeah. So people so, should probably update most of mm-hmm. um, to the new uh, PlayStation Four for the If VR. you want like a AAA, really good looking visual game on VR, then you'll probably need a Neo just for the mm. better visual quality and performance match. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, Andrea, who couldn't make it, she got the con flu, which we all avoided, thankfully. Uh, she checked out Too Dark. I was actually there with her. Looks interesting. Apparently it's from the original creator of uh, Alone in the Dark. You play as a little cartoon man who's trying to save kids in this 2D top-down perspective game, and you're like, in a, I think in a amusement park or something, and there are angry, scary clown people and psychopaths, and each mission you have to save the kids, and if you don't save the kids, then mission over. It looks okay. Uh, I was hoping it'd be like a Vita release, but apparently it's just coming to PS4 and PC. It was this good. the first year that Sony literally did not say the words Vita on stage? I asked that exact same question, and I don't know because I didn't um, see it. We, we, me and my friends were doing um, a Sony bingo, and we we didn't mark down them mentioning Vita at all. So yeah, I don't, wow. I don't believe they didn't say it. Does wow. Like, yeah. at least last year, that Final Fantasy cutesy game is coming to Vita. I mean, it was a small mention, but it was mentioned nevertheless. <laughs> yeah, That's out like two that. months, and I still don't know too much about it. Yeah, third party, uh, first party support's dead. At least we have all these JRPGs and other weeb games to appreciate, which I pre-order all the time. Uh, so yeah, too dark. Um, oh, and Zev was there also, so he can help me on this one. We saw Friday the 13th. That was cool. That was pretty sweet. I knew nothing about it going into it, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah, uh, we sat in a guided demo, same video that released a week before E3, but um, they had a guy there who talked about every single element available that's going to be in the full version. Uh, they did a... Brooke, I think you'd really appreciate this. They really honored the the way Jason moves, the way the camp looks. It's really surprising how far in-depth they went, because Jason himself Ooh. has all these murder mechanics that involve him you know how he always shows up in like areas he shouldn't have been at. Yeah, I because saw he's that so slow. In the, the video they yeah. he like teleports and stuff. That's yeah. really cool. It's they a great. It like... It's a great way to make other to make human players afraid of another human player. Yeah, or just the dark because if he spawns behind a tree, you know he can be anywhere because he's just this lumbering, silent giant. And the uh, the fear system is really awesome because you don't have to just follow somebody and slice them like in these other games that exist. Um, the same similar premise. Um. Dead by Daylight, I think. That's the other uh, one that's sort of like that. That's last year? Or last was that year. It, yeah. Last year's not out yet, but Dead by Daylight and um, Dead Realm are both out, and they have the similar premise, so asymmetrical monster versus people. And what I like about this, though, is that there's a whole fear system where you can do things that Jason did in the movies, where the first 30 minutes to 45 minutes, he's not killing anybody, he's just fucking with them. So you can stand outside of a window, and if a player character is staring at you, their fear meter goes up, and their character just... I, I'm oh, not so, sure. So yep. kind of like um, Eternal Darkness. I guess so, but I don't know what kind of like elements happen to the character when the player's controlling them. I know that I think they make more noise, so they become more um, reckless. Well, we'll point them out when they're in a house and stuff. Um, right. What else? Um, Was it they start looking around, the character model starts looking paranoid? Yeah. Oh, and... And when the guy dies, when the jock dies, it's because he's so terrified that he's whimpering underneath the bed. So that's why Jason gets an idea that he's there. So if you were, if your fear meter was like managed well enough, you wouldn't make noises. So then Jason wouldn't know you're hiding in the room. 
that was one thing. Um, I, I did like the attention to detail in the character where they even pointed out that um, his head moved. Yeah, Kane. Where the body turns and stuff. Yeah, the mocap for Jason is Kane Hodder. Hodder Hoder. I think he started with the fifth film or fourth film, and you can really see that the mocap was done really well. Um, he just has the, the perfect walk, and his head moves independently when he thinks he hears somebody. It's really creepy. I have high hopes for this game because all these other ones that we have are they're generally okay, but with uh, Dead Realm, apparently that game got abandoned. Damned kind of got abandoned as well. Like a lot of these games in that same genre of asymmetrical horror seem to struggle, like going past the initial stage of just release and then supporting it afterwards. And I think this one having such a huge franchise attached to it and it's probably going to sell really well. I'm looking forward to a, I guess, a double A or a well-financed version of this idea. And we have the perfect IP on, on top of it, the original yeah, that's, slasher. That's the thing that I think is really going to help it, is that a lot of these other games... I mean, it, new IPs are great, but having a recognizable monster, I think, can really freak people out as well. I mean, so many people grew up being afraid of those movies. Right. And they're gonna they're working on, right now, adding new skins. Um, Tom Savini... Brooke, I know you know who knows Tom Savini is. He's apparently oh, yes. working on a completely new Jason uh, appearance, new skin. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yep, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, for me, personally, I really want Uber Jason from uh, Jason X. I want that skin just because it's so stupid. <laughs> I think that's one of their stretch goals. They're doing like the slacker backer thing still that I desperately want. And uh, yeah, just generally, it looks, looks really cool. I'm looking forward to, after playing Dead by Daylight, I've just None of these games really get to the point that I want them to be, where they feel well-balanced, they feel like they're actually tense and creepy. Everything with these games is just, oh, this thing suddenly hits you, or this thing suddenly popped up into your face. I want that kind of slow dread from the multiplayer game. And this might be it. Yippee! Now, you know what time it is? What time it is? It Resident is Evil? Resident Evil 7 time. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yes. Uh, we will talk about our uh, other announcements and surprises that we did appreciate. But let's talk about Resident Evil 7 because we actually previewed it. Uh, it's a thing. Resident Evil 7 surprised everybody at the uh, Sony conference with its really, really awesome trailer and song. Don't tell Aunt Rhody. I like that cover a lot. I have to get it. Yeah, and somebody edited together like a like a nice a, mix, a nice mix of it on YouTube. Yeah, I, I was listening to it the other day. It's good. Uh, first person, Resident Evil is now first person. Um, it's going the PT slash Outlast route, where it's very slow paced. Uh, not sure if there's going to be stealth, but the demo is definitely PT esque. Uh, sadly, since we were on the show floor, we didn't see just the internet go crazy. Work. I'm sure you saw the internet go crazy. You went crazy. <laughs> Oh, How was that? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> the internet blew up. That's all anybody <laughs> talked about was Resident Evil Seven. Wow. Uh, on uh, at the actual show itself, um, I'm sure some people knew in advance, but like I was saying, they're wondering what the hell this was for a long time. Then, as soon as Seven peered up, the the crowd went nuts. Wow. That yeah, logo it, is slick. As it is really that is slick. nice, isn't it? It, it was I funny loved it. I was um, like, "Oh man, good job, Capcom!" It was uh, it was super late by the time, I mean, not super late, but it was like nine thirty, ten o'clock or so when that uh, when the Sony press conference was going here, and uh, my fiance had already gone to bed, and 
I was trying to be quiet, you know, I didn't want to get too excited. <laughs> but uh, they started playing that, and I had been aware of what Kitchen was in there, you know, yeah. before Kitchen. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, Capcom, you're doing horror stuff, and it's not Resident Evil. Wow, that's a really epic song for a new IP. And then that 7 came up, and I was like, mm-hmm. and then I saw how <laughs> it fit into Evil, and yep. I was just like, ah! <laughs> it's and, a really good logo. Uh, my fiancé was happy for me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all be, I mean, we're probably all really happy because Resident Evil looks like and plays like it's going the right direction again, which is fantastic. Um, sure, there are I, people I, online. I don't, know if, I don't know if everyone's happy. There's, yeah, there's there, some people who are very em. upset. <laughs> there are people really? who don't think That's this. That's Resident I Evil. I don't, I don't even understand where a lot of these people are coming from. Like, the thing I see most is, like, if you want to play Silent Hill, then just go play Silent Hill. Resident Evil has at least seven games that at least feature first person before this, um, including Resident Evil Gaiden, but that's a Game Boy game. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I don't think it plays really anything like PT. I mean, I, I've never gotten to play PT personally, but from all the videos I've seen, PT is very psychological. PT is very, 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 very short. It's just that one hallway stretched it, it, out for it's, hours. It's longer It's longer than the RE7 demo, that's It sure. is, but it also isn't as complex. The RE7 demo has an inventory, it has items that you pick up, it has classic-style Resident Evil plugging weird-shaped things into weird-shaped things-shaped holes. Um, if anything, I'd say that Resident Evil 7... Wait, what was the weird-shaped thing that plugged into something weird-shaped? I, I just well, got just things, well, like In general... Like, in general, like there's the fuse, there's the finger that we don't know what it does yet. Um, there is but, a puzzle in order to get the axe. Yeah, there's a puzzle in order to get the axe. Whereas PT is just that very esoteric, like wait for the baby to make noises thing. Yeah. Um, it mostly I would say that it reminds me most of Resident Evil Remake, but in first person. And I think it's a great direction for the series because, especially having full control over exploration rather than just the old school walk along the wall pressing X thing that Resident Evil used to be all about. Um, I really like it. Uh, and a lot of people saying, you know, oh, this is just like Silent Hill. It it really isn't. PT wasn't even a final game. It was just a teaser. Resident Evil 7 is going to be a final game. And while this teaser is not part of the game, it is representative of elements that are going to be in it. And yeah. people are also freaking out. Oh, there's no combat. It's just an outlet. Going, there is combat. They gave, there's guns. They gave you an axe. They showed yeah, I, I mean... Well, because I think, I think a lot of these people play the demo for like 10 seconds or they didn't even play the demo they just watched the e3 trailer and are basing all their information off that but even in the trailer they show like yeah uh, a weapon yep I they mean, show rational actions from the internet what Never there's, also, <laughs> there's also already dlc announced for the game with stuff so oh, for fuck's sakes yeah i well triple <laughs> but gaming. i am i am getting yeah. tired of people saying they ripped off pt I mean, yeah, it's similar. They were inspired but from by it, yeah. What I what I read was this was in development well before PT yeah, came out. The, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it was, but I mean, that usually doesn't really mean much. Except, hey, we had this idea to do something, but then then they they could easily change the perspective later on. But I, and on, well, honestly, even if they did, considering that we're not getting Allison Road or PT at this yeah. point, and a lot of first person horror games are kind of terrible. The ones that are just getting turned down on Steam, a AAA one isn't too bad. And I'd also make the argument for people that really don't like the direction change that there's several Resident Evil games still on Horizon and one that just came out that, granted, isn't good, but we have so many different 
types of Resident Evil games that there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I've been saying, is that, like, if you desperately want shooting and over-the-shoulder, there's Umbrella Core. Have a blast. And also, <laughs> there's Mercenaries 3D, there's Mercenary Mode added, that's a pretty good one add-on to Revelations 2. There's... Yeah, there's two Revelations games, there's a third Resident Evil announcement this year that we don't know anything about. There's a remake well, of two coming out that two, we don't know yeah. what's... Yeah, it's, there's... There's so many different Resident Evil then, related things. They, that... they seem to forget that the Resident Evil wasn't always action. Like the first ones, they were shooting, sure, but, but I, I, a like, lot of it was walking around, going, "I don't know where to go." A lot of these people are do. saying that they it's just not like the original Resident Evils. And I'm I'm saying like it's okay, but it's going back to horror. Like, what do you that, want that, to well, hold they... from the last seven years of Resident Evil? Like, what do you want to cling to to the last seven years? Well, that might, not much. Might... My favorite That's comment it. was somebody on YouTube saying Resident Evil Revelations One was more horror than this. So I just uh, linked them a controls. I just linked them a clip of yep. um the two the two bumbling the fucking idiots. Two, this is the tits. Yeah, this is, God, that game. I is think awful. I think I think I think Capcom made a mistake saying returning to our roots because they, they should just say return to just return to horror. I mean, if you're really returning to your roots, it should be campy and stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's what the first <laughs> well, Wesker games might were. be alive. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, does this mean that that Wesker that we punched boulders for was a clone? Maybe. No, no, maybe he's a he's undead technically, so he he could just be well, a part of him because survived the volcano and escaped. The two most popular theories I've heard is the idea that Wesker is now like Marcus from Zero, where the Uroboros tentacles that just one of those little wormy things can make a whole new Wesker, or that um. The organization has cl- that real Albert Wesker is indeed dead, but the organization has cloned him in the same way that um, that guy with the evil goatee in six made Carlo Redams into Ada Wong yeah, with the C virus and all that junk. Yeah, so we'll see. At, le- at the very least, DC Douglas D- does seem to have something. To- DC Douglas is his voice actor. Does seem to have something to say on the matter. He said that he'll make a blog post about it and hashtag both Wesker and Resident Evil Seven hint. So yeah. he probably I mean, can't confirm it. He's probably just going to say this doesn't have anything to do with Resident Evil Seven. I'm in this game. Yeah, probably this is something Capcom would have to confirm. Stop asking me something like that because Leave of course you're going to be spamming the shit out of him and. We're responsible for that yet again because so we send a lot of stuff his way. So, guys, want Wesker to appear? I, I, I'm sure well, he's going to appear in the future games as you know, non-canon DLC, as you know, like yeah, in, uh, mercenaries related stuff for sure. Definitely. No, no, but I mean, but I mean, story wise, would you would you be really happy or really I'm, disappointed? I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, I I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I think I'm probably like the most rabid, twitchy RE fan here right now, and. Honestly, I'm fine with it. I thought the direction they took Wesker for five was really underwhelming and kind of undercut how quietly brilliant he had been for all the other games, and to literally just turn him into it's like because a he Dr. couldn't Doom handle villain. his love for Chris. I, okay? I, I, dis- I disagree, but that's just because I love really screamy stuff. Ironically, <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris wouldn't I... go out with him, and he was just really angry about it, and became a. Crazed, crazed, uh, yeah, saturated the world. But I don't <laughs> mind if he comes back. I just want this game to be tonally different. Yeah, and, I don't. Yeah, if he's back and he's just like, I'm alive and blah blah. He says like, this is my ultimate plan. I'm wounded. I can't do the things I wanted to do before, but I'm still trying to do something like in the middle of nowhere in this this house. 
He's just like a silent, brooding well, bad I, guy. I heard that some people think the dude in the wheelchair yeah. is Wesker, but I thought that maybe it was maybe Spencer or well, something. Spencer got well, Spen- up. well, Spencer's mm. just as equally dead as Wesker is. Um, the somebody somebody said that they on Reddit was talking about the possibility of the man in the wheelchair being Wesker, and I actually kind of liked the direction they were taking it from the idea that it could almost be like poetic justice that Wesker was so badly fucked up by the events of Resident Evil Five that now he himself has become like Spencer, this frail mm-hmm. thing. But his head got ripped off. His head did get ripped off, but I mean. I mean, people turned into dinosaurs in the last game. I think a little head's not going to I know who it is. Who? Who? Rufus Shinra. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> who that? Uh, a Mega Final Fantasy 7 reference. Um, oh, and wow. Advent Children. I'm game. sorry. I didn't play it. What wow. Seriously, CJ? I never went wow. through the whole thing. How, wait, oh, how old okay. are you, CJ? Buddy. I'm putting you on the spot. <sighs> 25. <laughs> okay, so you were, you were still like a baby when that game came out. Yeah, and I tried playing it, but I'll that wait for the remake. no excuse. I'll wait for the remake. He had Everyone a cool knows white be trench coat, and he had a panther for a pet. It was great. <laughs> Eventually. He, he did uh, like a hair flip. I don't like the hair flip. Whip he your hair out. back and forth. But, you know what's really awesome about this, Resident Evil? It's being written by someone who knows how to write things. Not yes. according to some of the fans I they saw in the shut comments. They the hell up. Because, yeah, god who, damn it, those games are somebody, stupid. Somebody on, um, on Facebook was like, I don't know about you, but Spec Ops was poop. It's like, okay, one person. It's... God, I, I, I sure. really like Spec Ops line. That's a really solid game. Yeah, like, it's... it's really good and just someone going oh i don't want that it doesn't make sense for resident evil have you put pl- have you played the last few games god damn it it's so it stupid i don't mind like b horror perfectly fine but the last games are so there's all so what are you talking stupid. about you didn't, you didn't love resident evil 6 and the no whole... it's all there's about like, there's a surprising a lo- surprisingly large amount of fans for resident evil 6 and it sold it's still technically second best to five, just to five yeah. so yeah I don't, it has I fans say, out there. I wouldn't say the gameplay is the worst. It's weird and kind of muddled, but it's still entertaining to play. But I, my god. I'd say for Resident Evil 6 probably controls the best combat-wise, but it's just putting it in a setting and yeah. um, a pace that isn't very good. Yeah. And its story doesn't... I mean, I've played Resident Evil 6 at least four times all the way through. I honestly have no idea what happened in that Because game. it also hides the context of the story behind these hidden little gems you have to shoot. Well, the, the medals, what are they? Yeah, the emblems. Yeah, wh- why would you hide your story behind that? Just put a note in the in the level. That's how these games started. That's so much easier, and it'll give more context to this whole stupid... Wait, I'm sorry, you had a... Wh- I didn't it's, play it's it. It's Dark Souls, you don't get it. <sighs> oh, in, in, in Resident Evil 6... You gotta read the lore, dude. In Resident Evil 6, unlike every Resident Evil before it, instead of finding documents throughout the game that tell you, like, for Itchy Tasty, the Keeper's Diary and stuff, yeah. instead there are these blue coin things. Like hidden, RE4. Yeah, in RE4 and 5, hidden all over the map, which in you RE4 and 5, them. you have yeah. to shoot them that unlock uh, the story of the game as documents individually, one by one, in a completely different menu that you have to quit the game and go find and read. Yeah, it's really poor. Do they just want to ex- extend the gameplay so people keep playing? Oh, I don't I know. Think, the I think they hide how hard the story just, is. I think they just did. 
they designed the game around set pieces and then they added a story to it, which amounted to this guy who has a really connected family and is kind of rich, really loved Ada Wong. She said, I don't like you. So he was like, oh, I don't want to be in the friend zone anymore. I don't like that. I'm, I'm upset. So I'm going to start a, a worldwide biological terrorist act and hide behind my corporation and pretend it wasn't me. And then I'm going to turn into a dinosaur. That, that's what that game is. Well, I, th- I think it's because, that, you know, there's all the stories going around about how it involves 600 people. And, well, you know, yeah. maybe five or six at the top are in charge of development. <laughs> there's just too many cooks in the kitchen. And it just... Too many cooks. I'm, I'm surprised it turned out as, like, tr- good looking as it did because there's... It was just way too much different ideas going around, and they wanted to make three different campaigns with three different feels. That still ended four, up, four. That still ended up all playing just like standard action at the well, end. Well, my favorite thing is that they created these really action-heavy controls, then tried to apply that to a horror campaign where they're completely useless. But even better, Ada's campaign is primarily supposed to be stealth. Those controls actively fight you as you try it's, to do yeah. it in stealth. It's really bad. Also, her personality is garbage. I think I think the cool thing where you get to match up with online players playing the game at the same time is kind of neat, but only really... It's a cool just, idea. It's only really relevant when the game first came out and there's a lot of people playing it, because otherwise yeah, yeah. then you wouldn't find anybody now. Yeah, now nobody's... Play- like, there was a couple of people playing the remaster on Xbox One PS4 for like a month, and now it's dead again. Mm. It's a cool idea, but on top of that, it only happens like four times. Yeah, I feel like that probably cost them a lot of build. However, of Resident Evil 6 does have the best character in the entire franchise. Who's that? Co- Coach from Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> Coach. So thanks for listening to the Resident Evil 6 podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I think we had a whole. We have several episodes dedicated to saying how horrible it is. But at least this next That's one seems pretty That's why I cool. never played it. <laughs> Yeah. It's, I think it's worth it's for, 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 for um, academic purposes. I'd recommend playing it. It's it's hilarious to play through, though. You have it will have lots of laughs. Well, even even just like the watching the character, even beyond just the gameplay and stuff, the characters make such bizarre decisions. And characters like Chris and Leon are literally different people from who they were in previous games. Yeah. Um, I especially love that Leon, like, he keeps going, it's Raccoon City all over again, while at the same time completely forgetting how the virus works. And there's, like, there's yep. a person with bite marks on them. He's like, oh, are you fine. okay? Are you okay? And there's somebody, like, coughing uh, and hacking. He's like, hey, buddy, are you okay? Come let me on. touch you. Let me touch you. Let me let me get in a in an elevator with you. Yes. Says, what? Leon, stupid. So... Now, Rourke, you wrote like several articles about Resident Evil and all the details. Resident Evil 7 mm-hmm. all the details have popped up. Give us a play-by-play of what this game has, what it doesn't have, what do you know? Because it was really hard to follow being at the event. Um, what it does have is horror combat herbs. They're very... Herbs? Capcom's very clear that herbs <laughs> are returning. Um, Dank herbs. And uh, mostly, we don't really know a whole lot from a story perspective yet. Um, the demo is super vague about a lot of things, although it does set up a lot of ideas. Um, A lot of people have been going, oh, just like PT, this has nothing to do with the game. That is not true. It is not a part of the game. We will not replay this section in the game, but it is part of the story. Um, So these events may or may not tie into the final game, but I think it's a pretty safe bet, especially considering that the E3 video footage showed things like the family man, showed um, what looks like Clancy the cameraman doing more things, as Mm -hmm. well as environments from in this house. 
doing things that we have not seen in the demo or at least have not been able to access because nobody knows what the finger does yet, um, if it does anything at all. But the demo at least shows us um, that whatever threat we're fighting, it seems to be more similar to Las Plagas and Ganado um, because the family man can speak. Um, you know, <laughs> welcome to the family, son. Um, he does look. He, he does look. He looks something. He looks hella infected. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's just people down in the south. You ever see them before? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's racist. Um, the uh, uh, we do know that we will not be playing as a returning Resident Evil hero, mostly because they're all such beefed up. Beefcake war. There's pow- they're quote unquote superheroes. So, the, so they really the are. I mean, when you have a when you have your main character punching a boulder, you can't then have you that can't same have him, character. Yeah, he in can't a be in this game. house. He would just punch all the walls down. Yeah, he just literally just <laughs> like oh, there's, Jeez, there's, the there's boards over the store. I don't, think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand need those stinking acts. <laughs> God damn it! Welcome so, yeah, to the family. Nice to Welcome somebody. to the PSAA, son. <laughs> Nice to play as somebody that's vulnerable again, because yeah, that's what which I'm fine speaks. with. I mean, because re- Resident Evil One, the cause, and they've also made that clear. This character is not um, a coward. They are not like the characters in Outlast or Amnesia, where they literally can't do anything. They do know how to use guns, or at least they will figure out how to use guns. They can protect themselves. They just aren't superheroes like Chris mm-hmm. and Leon and and all those other characters. So will it be like out? Break is that the probably the multiplayer one? Yeah, yeah. Outbreak, <laughs> where we played as just normal people. You know, we played as cops, we played as security officers, we played as reporters. We even played like Yoko was just a college student. She was only like nineteen or something. Um, although so was Claire, but Claire had training from her from her sister from her Chris. Um, the like I said, the story is still super vague, but it does right. seem like it ties into Umbrella somehow. Mm-hmm. There's a photograph of an Umbrella branded helicopter in the attic, which you can access. But the logo um, looks different, right? I heard that someone's saying Neo yes. Umbrella. So yeah, somebody I've heard that it might be Neo Umbrella. Neo Umbrella's logo was black and white as opposed to red and white. Oh. Um, I will also say it's a black and white photo, so uh, uh, we who knows. Um, and on the back of the photo, it says, are they watching us from that helicopter? Um, there's a lot of speculation that maybe either, A, this area was a testing ground for Umbrella or Neo Umbrella. I kind of like the idea that this place was simply near a testing ground, and when all this shit got shut down, nobody came to take everything away it was all just left out there in the middle of the wilderness hey um, I, I think the biggest question is why are these uh these reality showed guys using vhs to record their <laughs> show in 2017 well, I, was, I was gonna bring that up do you think that this takes play part of this takes place before the events oh. of resident evil or it's it's very possible um capcom has said that they just went with vhs because that is inherently creepier yeah um i mean it's it would be a I do think it would lose something if it was, you know, 1080p HD, you know, cameras and everything. Although I will say, um, the, whoever Clancy, the cameraman, seems to be using a VHS-enabled GoPro. So, huh. oh yeah, his shadow, because his shadow he can use his hand, he can use both his hands too. Yeah, you can use yeah. both his hands and his um, shadow. He has his hands are down by his his hands are down hips. by his hips, and his the the shadow of his head seems to have 
wires or something coming from it. There's some sort of looping thing in the back of his head. Hmm. Um, it might just be his haircut, but it seems kind of weird to give a character with no face a haircut that will show up in the shadow. Um, it's probably just one of those shoulder cams. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, or maybe it's like... Um, the characters from Resident Evil 1, Kenneth, has a shoulder-mounted camera with a wire that runs down to a VHS recorder that's in the pouch in his back pocket, so maybe uh-huh. it works like that. Um, it is worth mentioning that the VHS tape does say that it was recorded in 2016 or 17. Oh. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Well, maybe they're 17. just a really cheap show. It, which is, I think, the other thing is that it <laughs> might just, just prank, be a bro. really cheap show i mean but even but the fact is we have like cameras on our phones that are higher quality than vhs it just seems really well they don't do adr maybe they do it for the visual effect they are a ghost show (laughs) i don't do adr i mean it's i think it's i do think it's it's clear that maybe this show is a lower budget or something considering what a complete asshole the host of the show is they should just got zach baggins um right whitney they should have gotten the guy from Grave Encounters. I love that guy. Oh yeah, he's good. Um, but uh, what, what was their show called? Is it Sewer Gators? What? Sewer Gators and yeah. another worthless fucking shithole. Um, so was that was that like a, a little hint towards the remake of two? It, it does. It seems strangely um, deliberate. Honestly, I mean, because there's also the much more uh, hidden hint. With Resident Evil Director's Cut serial number being hidden oh, yeah, at the beginning of the, of the video, yeah. Um, which again, it's it, that seems too mu- too too close to be a coincidence. I mean, it's literally the serial number. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised at all if Resident Evil Two Remake's um, demo was included. I don't see why they wouldn't. It seems like, or especially trailer. with all the people that are on the fence about RE7, it would be a great way to force them to buy it. Um, this, you know, God damn it! I don't want my, I don't want Resident Evil to be horror again, but I do want to be able to play the remake of the old school horror Resident Evil game. If they're gonna add um, anything more, they'll probably patch it in just because data miners would have found that within hours. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't think. No, I don't think that the they Resident haven't. Evil 2... They haven't been able to da- data mine this. Really? Game. Yeah. Wow. Um, a... They have to wait for the PC because I thought the... you can data mine console stuff too, though. Well, you need a, uh. a debug PS4, and oh. it's encrypted. Ooh. So they they haven't been able to break it. Yeah, I, are we going to get that demo? I do think that. Well, the Capcom did confirm that it's coming to other platforms. Yes. It was on like a the website too. The website. Um, I think because Capcom isn't saying outright that we've discovered everything yet, and there are a lot of questions left to be answered. Like the finger, there's some weird shadows. Wait, in... have you seen that that thread about? Well, it's on Reddit too, and NeoGAF. They mentioned the whole connection to RE3. And its demo, it had a dummy key, and maybe it's just mm. a continuation of this. Uh. It's a dummy finger, has a key inside, doesn't really mean anything. Um, yeah, I mean, the demo has a bunch of things left unanswered. Somebody recent, I talked about on the site, um, somebody managed to glitch the upstairs door and make it not spawn, and there's actually a whole room beyond uh. that. Well, that um, looks like the room from when you're... When, oh wait, not tied to the chair. Someone said it was like the, when the scene he punches him, you like see the ceiling or whatever. It looks like that room. You get stomped on. Excuse me. Well, you yeah, you see that room in the trailer. It's there's a shot of the family man like throwing you to the ground and then stomping on your face. Yeah, that that part. Um, 
a lot of people were saying, well, maybe it was just from an earlier version of the demo and they walled it off so we couldn't access it. I, that seems strange to me, though, considering how short it is. I don't know why they wouldn't, especially considering that it's fully lit. It's It has much nicer textures than somebody also managed to glitch the, the back door to not spawn as well. And the outside area is completely unrendered. There's nothing out there. Um, there's just enough so that you, when you look at it through that crack, when you open the door, it looks nice enough. But if you actually looked at the outside, there's nothing out there. It looks like an N64. Somebody, um, did do like a, try to data mine the PS4 on NeoGAF. And what he found was that the size of the house on the VHS world and in the real world, they were the same, like. But in the VHS world, we're outside and we're able to move around. Meanwhile, you can't do that in the real world. So yeah. they think that it's a clue that there's more to be found in the real world. Well, it's something else somebody pointed out on Reddit is that um, the floor plans, they made a little like homemade map of the house uh, just in Photoshop or something. And the floor plan makes no sense. Um, I like that. There's a gigantic space between the first floor and the third floor. Someone um, said it's two different houses. There is a chance that it could be two different houses the same way that there were three different boats in Revelations. Um, because the fuse box is in a different area. There's um, weird... There's like big differences between VHS and the real world. People are like, yeah. oh, it must be a different house connected by a tunnel or whatever. Yeah, it's know. possible. Um, something I pointed out is that I think that um, there's a chance that the house is deliberately designed to fuck with people and then murder them in a similar fashion to uh, H.H. Holmes's Murder Castle, which if you're Ooh, unfamiliar yeah, with, H.H. Um, Holmes was uh, was a famously America's first Devil reported serious, yeah, first reported serial killer who built this hotel that was designed for him to be able to slip in between the rooms and murder women in a variety of jigsaw-esque traps, including like and men uh, dumping them in cement and sneaking into their rooms through secret doors. Like, so that's shit what they based an American Horror Story on? Yeah, uh, yeah and, it was based on that. And an episode of Supernatural also dealt with it. Nice. He's also there's Boston's be, favorite son. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to make a movie of it. Leo's going to play oh. H.H. Holmes. Yeah. Leo? Leonardo yep. DiCaprio? Yep. Ooh. He's been wanting uh, to make this movie for years. For listeners that, that like haven't been keeping track of all this Resident Evil stuff, I don't think it could be um, stated enough that people have been really trying to dig hard in this thing the same way they did PT. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like people there's are going hundreds nuts. of yeah, there's hundreds of pages of threads, and basically everyone's kind of for a, on the surface level, everyone's kind of stuck in the same part of this is just we haven't gotten anywhere yet, but we tried to like every permutation. I know friends of mine, the friends of mine that have been playing this thing for hours when it's ostensibly like 15 minutes long at most. Yeah. I mean, the... people are trying to open drawers like 77 times or a hundred times. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, Morse like code the Rebecca and lights and stuff like photo that. And, uh, the lights. Someone was learning. Yeah. Someone was learning Morse code to, to read the lights. The thing, the thing that's weird though, is that, as little as we have discovered, we have also found. Uh, I mean, I say the colloquial we. I haven't found shit. You found glitches. Um, I haven't even played it. More I found than once. glitches. Um, the uh, one we know that the things that we do and do not know, we have the finger, and it looks like it either plugs into something or that there's something hidden inside of it. The finger is described as being made out of um, celluloid. Celluloid, which uh, when people Wikipedia. 
easily melts, so people have been holding it to the light bulbs and things. Um, oh, oh, oh! Did you hear that the newest theory is to overheat your PS4? Oh, oh my god! god. So <laughs> don't do don't do that! Don't do that, dear God! I... Don't do that. Well, let, let no, them no, do that. No, no, let's I think Darwin. people should do that. Yeah, let, yes. let's let Darwin come into play. It's like, oh, I'm trying this crap in a towel. Oh, God, oh, that's so much kinda, money. I was actually kind of surprised that there wasn't, in the demo, there wasn't anything that, you know, how you can look at items in Resident Evil. There wasn't, like, any hidden items on the back of things when you rotate them. Well, the, that's the thing, though, is oh, that wait, people is. seem to have discovered things. Um, Someone, like, uh, Bob found writing on the fuse, and it was, like, weird writing. Yeah, the fuse to, has okay. writing on it. The finger has a seven written on it. Actually, the, the number seven is literally all over the demo. Um, every, sing, every key item we can pick up or interact with, there's a cardboard box with the number seven written on it in red. I wonder if they were going to like not actually name the demo before they released it, and then they just changed their minds. I do get that feeling that the demo was probably going to be like PT, where it yeah. revealed itself at the end. But they decided, fuck it, and revealed it at E3. Um, hey, uh, I have a question for CJ. You played hmm? it with a VR. Oh, right, yes. I need to talk about that. What What did you think about the, the textures and character models and stuff while you were playing in VR? Because while I was playing, the characters didn't really that great they had weird arms and they weren't lip lip syncing and oh really my favorite is uh is uh, the guy going uh andre where's andre and his mouth just hangs open (laughs) he just just, looks like a doofus so i was just wondering if the immersion maybe he looks like he should be doing the the dark crystal like (laughs) oh i didn't notice any of those problems but the game is definitely scaled back just to run on vr um, the internal resolution is really low. You can see it because how jaggy all the characters are. Um, everything is really jaggy. The textures are still really good. Um, the frame rate was really high still, but just visually, it looked really scaled back, and um, lighting was still fine. And there's like a shimmery effect around edges, like super super bad aliasing, and it's definitely because the PS4 is probably like really stressing to get that out I mean, it'll probably look better on the video oh. and also trying to maintain okay. eye contact with the vr thing was interesting but it was yeah. also still pretty difficult oh yeah because they, uh, yeah, uh, when we when we were trying to demo i was doing vr and i was just rushing to see if i can get get the ending where you don't look at where you don't make this um the what are they called not statues um mannequins 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 when you try to make the mannequins not turn around so i was when i was playing i was just staring at them constantly in you know in real life turning my head tilt tilt them while moving around the controller it was kind of interesting what i liked about it was that i was able to actually you felt it felt like in pt there's certain type of pt and pt influence games that i'm not sure if it's the, the height of the of the character camera but they do something where it feels like you're really positioned in the world it's it's not like a traditional first person game where the camera is maybe like chest height the way they balance it out or frame it is from normal head height or something it's really hard to describe in, 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 a lot well. of, in a lot of games it feels like you are like your heads and your stomach because you're looking at tables and you're just barely yeah yeah like like in halo if you're playing co-op with a buddy and you try to line your cameras up your camera will be looking at each other's chests yeah so like games like that where the camera's in the head like i like that because it gives like a proper framing um, what I enjoyed about having VR support is that I was able to look into like the pot on the kitchen table or look around a corner when that guy passed. Yeah, the you were doorway. tilting around a corner like you would be in amnesia. Yeah. It was kind of neat. Yeah, I I love that, and oof, it's it, I'm really excited to play in VR. Um, they did not confirm that it will have Oculus or Vive support, but that's pretty much a given, I would assume. Yeah, they I don't know why they, they would. 
Yeah, they just said that they haven't said anything yet, but it's most likely going to happen. So I think if you really want to play this in VR, you're probably going to have to wait for the Neo, deal with the effects of the standard PlayStation version, or play it on PC. That's all I, honestly all I can think of. I, oh, I guess the Xbox version as well, the new Xbox, Scorpio, whatever it's called. Yeah, the, that was the thing it. that I thought, just a little tiny bit off topic, Xbox... They said, you know, Xbox Scorpio is VR ready, which I thought was strange wording considering that Microsoft has its own proprietary thing with... That's um, augmented, though. It's it's augmented reality. This is the first time they've talked about virtual reality, which makes me wonder, oh dear God, are they going to come out with their own headset? No. Or are they just going to give it, like, Oculus support? They already have a partnership with Oculus for Minecraft in some capacity. I forgot what it was. I don't know if Zev, you know. Um, you have more knowledge on this than I do. They're they're partnering with Oculus for some stuff. One of the yeah, being that, Minecraft. They, they they showed Minecraft at the Microsoft conference itself, and um, it was kind of corny. <laughs> they will probably announce. I mean, it's Oculus cute, support. and I, I I it's I love I love Minecraft, and it's uh, it's fun. But it was the presentation was a little phoned in. Oh yeah, and they had like the tablets and things. I completely forgotten about that. Resident Evil Sony's press conference completely wiped my memory of what happened at any of the other press conferences. <laughs> like honestly, all I remember from Microsoft is Gears of War four, that beautiful Gears of War four controller. And that's it. Oh, I like I like Sea of Thieves, except for the cringeworthy like YouTube stuff. It looks like a fun game. Um, I guess if we're nearing the end of Resident Evil talk, uh, I can mention that Kitchen was actually, yes, it was a teaser for Resident Evil 7. If you look at the logo, the um, the T is split in the right way, so it looks like a 7. Yeah. We found that out. Another another cool yeah, logo thing. Reddit, at Reddit, like, jumped on that pretty much right away when we were trying to look for <laughs> ways to beat the game. Someone found a video from 2015, October, and the guy was playing uh, Resident Evil 7 on I, VR. Huh. I hope they release Kitchen because... It was really just a press thing, and no one really well, got to check it out. Well, that's the thing. is, um, People on Reddit have talked about it. Apparently, Kitchen is just the ending of the demo, yes, ending. but longer. Oh. Um, you, see that, the, you see Andre... What's his name? Andre? Um, Pete? Pete, get, yeah. Get, like, the weekend subs. <laughs> you get him with the scissors or the knife through the chest and all that stuff. Yeah, and like he... And the, yeah, the woman kills him from behind, just like in the demo. Okay. And but in kitchen, it goes on longer, where he gets like dragged off, and your chair gets knocked over, and then Pete's head like rolls toward you. Ooh. Um, and then the creepy woman comes over and starts fucking with you, and then it ends. Um, you know I'd, what, I'd like to see that expanded into the demo. You know what kind of pissed me off? I wished that we could follow Andre, like that invisible. Yeah, wall instead of just the invisible. It's really wall. annoying. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. I thought it would have been cool to see like him get attacked or whatever. Dragged off. Watch him get got. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the family, sir. Boom! <laughs> uh, I, love so... all, I love all the threads on Reddit where people are like, anybody else think the family man's a really nice guy? He just met you, now he's welcoming you into his family. <laughs> With a punch. With a punch. Or a stab, whatever that Punch was. to the face. I've only played the demo once, so I'm yeah, he punches you. Plus, so I'm waiting for the release of uh, non-PlayStation Plus version and then just or PC. One of those. Hopefully, it's soon because I really want to play this. Something I w- I was talking about this on um, Rely. I think that there's also a chance that either this demo will be when it releases for other platforms that it will be updated with more content mm-hmm. and become beatable. No, or... uh, but they but reps have said there's or 
customer support or whatever said that there's no uh, DLC for it. It's complete. Okay. They're not going to Which update it. Which leads me into my next thought, that there might actually just be a second demo. Because Resident Evil 6 also had two demos. There was an exclusive uh-huh. demo that came with uh, Dragon's Dogma, and then there was a demo for everybody else. And they were two different demos. So there's a very, I think there's a good chance that there. So you will... think there's going to be a tape two? Yeah. Um, which is the other thing is that this the trailer for Resident Evil Seven is called Tape One Desolation, and almost all of it is from the demo, except for a couple of shots at the end that are very clearly from the final game. I think there's a very good chance that there will be a second demo that will also have its own trailer, like you know, Tape Two Revelations what if, or something. What if they're going like the VHS route, where they just have different stories? That's a very. George was talking about that on the site that Resident Evil Seven might follow different characters. That got a lot of people upset because he used the wording of episodic. He didn't mean episodic in terms of like The Walking Dead or or yeah. a Telltale game. Episodic, like every Resident Evil since four has done, where like every hour or so there there will be a chapter break. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a very strong possibility that we might be hopping around characters fairly often. Mm-hmm. And also while Capcom has said we are not playing as a returning Resident Evil character, I think that there's a very strong possibility that we will end up playing as one eventually in the game um or that there will be characters from Resident Evil lore in it, we just won't be mm-hmm. playing as them. Um in the trailer there's a picture of a woman with her face scratched out and um People want it to be Rebecca. People want it to be Rebecca. I want it to be Rebecca. And also, if you put it next to a picture of Rebecca, the nose and lips are identical. Oh, boy. Um, In much the same way that Chris from Remake and Chris from Five, like, they they look different, but they are very clearly the same person. Mm. And, again, even with all this information, they could just be lying about stuff. Yeah, they could just be lying about stuff, yes. Which is fine. I... Whitney and I talked about it on Twitter is like I don't mind that Capcom is being super vague about it because I think that's the whole point of the demo. It's better I, than just revealing frickin' everything like they did with um all the every, all the marketing for the, the last two games or the something. The thing that the th- I God, I was so angry because they made such a big deal about Jill Valentine being dead in RE five and then the launch trailer for Resident Evil Five was like, Oh yeah, she's the bird lady. Yeah. It's like, dumb. come on. I mean it was obvious. It's not, you know, Citizen Kane or anything. Well, plus, it's the creator's favorite character, so I yeah. never believed it for a second. Uh, so, yeah. Um, if that's the last of Resident Evil we got to talk about, there are... Mm-hmm. What do you, you got? What do you got? I did have one thing, just because we're on the topic of horror and VR. One mm-hmm. thing that's kind of bothersome to me. Are, are we going to see person horror games anymore? First person? V. No, no, are we going to oh, see third-person third person horror games? Apparently, third-person VR, VR is okay. Really? Like, I've heard people say third-person VR is pretty good. Just and Actually, someone actually referenced Resident Evil. They said that in that camera perspective of the original Resident Evil games, in VR, it's cool because you can look down the hallway, see where your character is moving toward. It's more of like a panning effect. I personally don't think I'd like it, but a couple of games that launched with the Oculus and some uh, games on Steam right now for the Vive, they have their third-person, and you just, you just get a larger look of the world that your character's running around. I do think that, um, I talked about this on the site, that a lot of people have been saying, why isn't Resident Evil 7 third person, blah, blah, blah. Also, I think everyone should look at the numbers. Third person horror has not been doing good lately. Yeah. Um, even when they're games that are good, like The Evil Within, they still got really poor reviews. And I don't know how The Evil Within sold, but it did get really we super poor reviews. We didn't get a sequel announced this year. <laughs> we didn't get a sequel announced this year. This year. Um, uh, Silent Hill Downpour, which I think is great, people shit on. 
endlessly. Um, Resident Evil 6 gets shit on endlessly. Resident Evil Revelations 2, which I thought was great, gets shit on endlessly. So I think that for the moment we might see a whole lot less third-person over-the-shoulder horror games. And I think everything works in waves. There'll be a resurgence at some yeah. point. And yeah. if not, like people yeah. with clamoring on Kickstarter, hey, I want this old game. Remember third-person horror games? Well, we're going back yep. to that now. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it all yeah, works like out around eventually. Yeah, like the whole Amnesia brought that first wave of first-person horror games, and then that's yeah. I mean, died it's, down. I mean, it's just the industry in general. I mean, you can you can watch um, huge genre shifts, like when Grand Theft Auto became really popular in the PlayStation Two days. Suddenly, there were all these Grand Theft Auto clones. Now, not so much. Right um, now, now there's, there's a lot of first-person horror games. Yeah, now now the the thing is the Assassin's Creed thing, where it's open world, but you have to unlock the map with towers or hot air yeah. balloons or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, and yeah. I think that um, I wouldn't be surprised if something like Overwatch ended up becoming a huge trend for first-person shooters as well. Oh yeah, that's Absolutely. that's doing like that's selling like fucking hotcakes. That's a massive success for Blizzard. It's selling like death. Oh, I love. That. I'm sorry. I love that character. I will so not, do I. I, I just apologize his, um, for playing as him. I just unlocked his mariachi costume last oh, night. I want I'm that. so I want the happy. White one. I, I got the black one. I think it looks uh, cooler. <laughs> I think it looks more like death. I I want to just talk in the game, but a lot, a lot of people on PC don't actually like use the voice chat. Um, I say, I'd say a lot more do than on console. Really? I haven't yeah. heard anyone yeah, on console. Yet. Nobody speaks. Oh, I haven't got like I haven't been in one match where someone spoke. It's really disappointing. I, I wish there were matches where people spoke less. <laughs> <laughs> a completely different experience. Yeah. No, my my two my two mains are Reaper and Mercy. So. Two opposite ends of the spectrum, I guess. I guess Reaper and um, Farah, their name, Rocket Girl. Yeah, the Rocket Girl. Yeah, I, w- I was in a junk rat before on an appearance level, but junk rat is totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh god, that kind of scared me for a second. I, l- I love those two I wasn't characters. Expecting it. Every time I play, I'm like, oh, I want to watch Fury Road again. <laughs> uh, but we still have a couple announcements to talk about. Um, I'm gonna dip away from horror for a second and say thank god we have a spider-man game that actually looks like there's more than a hundred dollars for the budget <laughs> holy shit this game's amazing looking insomniac is making it and all and that footage we saw is in game yes all that footage was in game not like oh it like rendered rendered it like the renderer no this is in game action like this is snippets from actual gameplay Holy crap, the Spider-Man game looks awesome. I'm not a huge fan of the costume, but whatever. Yeah, I, that's what I said, whatever. I don't give a shit if he has a white spider. I just want to play as Spider-Man in a game that's been rebuilt from the ground up, not reusing like the Web of Shadows Spider-Man 2 map for the last 10 years. <laughs> Holy shit. But back to horror. Prey is back. It is not about a space mercenary. Thank God. It looks like it's a psychological horror game with some black goo. I don't know what the hell's going on in that trailer, but it looks great. And it it looks really creepy, honestly. Yeah, like the whole time repeating thing is like, oh my god, this looks awesome. I don't know what it's I, about. I, but... um, even though I am excited for it, I think um, they just tacked on the name sort of just to get that kind of ooh, this is yeah what we would be yeah. For I mean, thing. I never finished the original Prey, but I mean, I got like seventy five percent of the way through it, and this doesn't look anything like it. It doesn't so. know, like which I'm fine with, but I just like that Bethesda's working on another horror game. Uh, yeah, that's always fine. That's always good. It looks like a good horror game too. Um, the original Prey Two prototype was really weird, and I don't know why they went with the name anyway. 
because yeah, it's all about and, like and you could make the argument that Prey aliens. Two was just as unrelated to the original Prey. Yeah. I mean, Prey was a space game. You it took place yeah. in a spaceship, but it was a horror game. I mean, it was yeah. very much At least in the, the same matches. vein as as like Doom Three. Yeah, and I don't know if it's going to carry over any of the uh, Native American folklore stuff or mythos behind something that happens. But uh, yeah. it'd be cool, cool to have you know more than just like the two Native American video game characters. Yeah. Although this character, I believe he's half Asian. Yeah, he looks, his he last looks name is you, anyway. so... Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. But more diverse characters. Horror game, psychological. Nice. Uh, Observer from the Layers of Fear development team, Bloober team. That looks awesome. really cool. I played a little bit of it. Uh, I didn't really write my preview yet because it was really, really short, but the guys were really excited to show it to me. It's cyberpunk horror and the visual effects were fantastic they switched from unity which um, was layers of fear to unreal 4 and it shows it looks gorgeous there's gonna be a lot of creepy stuff it looks the scene i was in i was walking around an apartment building that had a lot of futuristic door locks and like this weird little shop system i guess like it was like a little community built into this apartment complex but it was the size of a really small place it was walking around and i locked i knocked on the door he plays a cop of some sort a detective and i was trying to find where this little girl's uh, mother went and just start talking to another person in another room and all that, all these really weird effects and you could scan and see trace roots of uh, clues, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I really, mean, really I just cool. watched the trailer that they showed, but I'm really happy that they're, I liked layers of fear a lot, but I'm really happy that they're moving on from the PT inspiration. Yes. This looks like some, like, I want to call it Soma S just because it's doing that kind of thing where the visual effects and the whole tone is very much cyberpunk and psychological weirdness using technology. That I'm all for. Um, apparently they're going to send another press kit, which I'm super excited for because they're really creative behind that. You just have to remember to open it correctly, CJ. Yeah, and not get yelled at by some asshole who's just really jealous and wants to buy it or something. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I mentioned this outside of Twitter, but someone offered me $500 for that press kit. Yeah, but your uh, your ethics and games journalism kept you yep. from doing that. Also, yep, the fact that you ethics. really like the kit. I do like the kit. It's <laughs> yeah. not worth five hundred dollars. But yeah. small side, when we were at the PC gaming show when they got announced, and like CJ got really excited for a second. So as soon as the the whole show was over, you you went a little excited. Yeah, I wouldn't say crazy <laughs> or anything, but you got really, really excited to find the developers and just question them. Yeah, I I'm really excited for that game. Um, they're really cool guys. They're really nice. They gave me. Polish vodka, which had grass in it. As I, like a, I liked uh, it. Zev liked it. I thought it was the grossest thing I tasted that week. Cause I, I really like vodka. It was, <laughs> I like uh, the way you said but... it. Just like I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. He'll be. It was. It was nice. Welcome to the family. Was, son. It wasn't good. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> it was nice of them. They were worried for a second that they were like, "Oh, I don't know if you can accept gifts." I'm like, "It's okay. If your game sucks, I'm going to tell you." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess another announcement was Death Stranding, like we said earlier don't know if horror, but Norman Reedus, Hideo Kojima coming off of PT, that cancelled project it's probably going to be sci-fi psychological horror at best maybe, since it's supposed to be action oriented but the trailer was really weird and sort of creepy which doesn't really say much because Metal Gear Solid V's announcement trailer was weird, it's creepy but we have Norman Reedus, we have Melting Babies, weird and creepy he, I don't know how he is in person. He has a show now on AMC where he rides a bike. That's, do you know his does. son's name? What's his son's name? Mingus. His son's name is Mingus? His son's name is Mingus. Mingus Reedus. 
Go look it up. <laughs> oh my Why? god, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, not that not, I'm pushing Prime too much into Family Matters, but that's an interesting name. Oh, he has his own Instagram, too. Okay. Mangus Reedus. Um, his melted son is Mangus Reedus. Uh, he has baby <laughs> handprints all over his body. We don't know what the game's about. It does look like it has a kind of... Because, like, all of the Metal Gear games had this, like, very politically driven, like, anti-war, anti-nukes kind of message in them. It looks like this might be going for, like, an anti-BP oil spill kind of a thing. I don't know if that was intentional. I think it was just a weird visual effect. Uh, no, 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 because there's all the oil and stuff, and then the final shot of the trailer is all these dead animals washed up on the shore, which is something that happens. Well, he also, it's also whales, though, and he had, like, a weird whale motif for Metal Gear as well. Yeah. I don't know, he just likes dead whales. So <laughs> he's making a statement about the whaling industry in Japan. I don't fucking know. But it was weird. Maybe. Um, and there's nothing else besides that trailer. They haven't started production. They don't even know what engine they're going to use. They were just in a uh, mocap booth for the last few months, I guess, when Kojima was going around the world hiring his elite team of developers from every studio he could think of. Because I don't know, he was just on a plane for most of what since he left Konami. Well, so, yeah, yeah, he's he's having fun being free. Yeah, and he's he's back, which is his catchphrase, and he's also coming. Don't forget that he's coming. <laughs> he's still coming. He says the stupidest shit. <laughs> yeah, there's that. We love him though. Um, and uh, I'm not sure who wrote this one. Berserk, Musso. Yeah, I did. I did. Tell us about that. I have no idea. Okay, so um, Berserk mostly in action and sort of character building manga series, but it definitely has a lot of horror elements. If you, um, you can just watch the newest um, set of movies about it. It's really enjoyable. Um, but this, so this got announced like in Japan while we were watching the Bethesda thing. And um, what's <laughs> interesting is the trailer. Um, <laughs> so they have they released uh, like they're, they're oh, yeah. pitching this up for a long time like for for like um a couple weeks and everyone was like is this like a lone like serious Lubu game it was supposed to be the most evil Musou game ever and it turns out that um the whole entire trailer is just CG shots of a demonic rape scene in the manga Jesus. what yeah and um apparently a friend of mine was talking to PR about it and because they wanted to show some berserk off at E3 give us something and then the guy was watching the trailer at his work office and the boss comes in, what are you watching and said this is what they sent us from Koei. <laughs> Jeez. So did they rescind that or there's that's the one they're still sending out? The, no, well no they um there's gameplay tacked on to the end now probably oh, okay. and and it looks great but it's just out of all the ways pictures game, game. Yeah. I guess berserk is the one to do it. <laughs> So, um, Casper's talked to me about the anime before. What's the tone of that show? Um, it starts out as a, like a medieval, a gritty medieval, where um, this guy named Guts, who's just he doesn't like anyone, he's kind of a loner, and he has a lot of battle scars, and he's been through a lot of shit growing up. He joins this um, band of the Hawk, this mercenary group led by this like pretty boy named griffith and then they build a relationship they go off and have some fun adventures he learns to meet his friends there and at some point griffith makes a pack of demons and then becomes one but by doing so he sacrifices his entire group and now guts main mission is to go basically defeat griffith and all the demons that have been unleashed on the world huh. in the basic sense but the manga has been going on for a long time there's this really long controversy well not controversy but like joke among community where they spend a lot of the writer 
goes on hiatus and gets sick a lot and plays a lot of Idol Master, so he doesn't write too much anymore. But they've been on a boat in the series for years now, and they've just recently gone off, and it's it's picking up again. And with all the new anime stuff coming out, it's the hype's growing back up. But it's been running for a long time, and it's finally we're finally getting some stuff out of it. So this is gonna be Dynasty Warriors esque, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, from what they've shown, at least both Guts and Christopher Playable, probably Kafka and some of the other ones too, when they get to that point. And it's going to cover um, both the stuff, the pre- the prequel stuff covered in the manga in the first anime, and also stuff that's being newly animated in when it comes out next month. Huh. I know Platinum wants to do a uh, Berserk game. I wonder if that's going to happen now. Though. Oh, maybe it'll be based on where this does well. They'll just keep putting out the IP for games. And if if you're a fan of Dark Souls. Like ninety percent of the inspiration for all the imagery and like stuff in Demon Souls and the first Dark Souls and parts of the other ones, they're so heavily inspired by Berserk. It it would be almost be borderline on like ripping it off if it wasn't like they are clearly um, homaging it. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna have to check now. I wonder if it's on Netflix. Probably not, but I will. Actually, it might be. I did. Um, I think you can watch all the episodes of the original anime on um. Just YouTube, but um, if you want, if you want, like, there's an there's the to, to get a, like a faster digest on it. Um, two movies came out recently that cover basically anime's events with more accuracy to the manga. Oh, actually, oh, Arc One: The Egg of the King is on Netflix. Okay, yep. There you go. I'll check it out. Um, and that's about it. That's all we have for E3. Unless you guys can think of anything else that you saw, want to talk about? Resident Evil Seven looks really cool. Yeah, that Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> Um, I tried out some VR stuff, some of it horror, some of it not horror at um, uh, E3, and I didn't get Pink Eye, so that was a success. But um, I'm glad that a lot of people are just bringing lots of like the Samsung VR or their own Oculus cl- um, kits over for people Wait, to try. People got Pink Eye um, at past, not not at E3, but at like other events in the past. People have got Pink Eye from using VR. Yeah, because I mean, Ew. I don't find it terribly Faces surprising. A lot of people, yeah, sometimes they don't clean it at the booth, but they should. Yeah, VR can be kind of nasty at public Oh wait, events. Did, you, did you get sick afterwards, uh, CJ, from this con? Nope, I'm all good. Andrea, who was supposed to be on this episode, got sick, though, unfortunately. She got the con flu. And it's called she's con all crud. What crud? I've only heard con flu. <laughs> I heard con crud. I got the emotional con flu, which is like, oh man, all those, all that endorphins and dopamine <laughs> from that week of fun. Uh, hype, hype. Back home. Hype, 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 nothing. <laughs> at PAX, it's called PAX <laughs> Xbox. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was a great week. I had a lot of fun. Definitely want to consider doing it for vacation again next year. Just because I'll just do it for the site and just claim vacation and just have fun on the side. I well. might, if it's if there's going to be an stuff to get hyped over, I might. I don't know about yeah. next year, though. I didn't think there would be much really good hyped on this year, but, wow, I guess, good surprises. Happy. Yeah, this year was really good, especially if you like Sony. Yeah, they, they're pretty not good so at much those. if you like EA. EA's press conference was mostly just maybe next year we'll have something good. The, oh yeah, the, as last year too. Hey, though. I'm sure, but they're better than Konami's. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that was so sad. Um, I was actually up there. Um, so Konami on if you people don't have never been to E3 on the upstairs levels above the expo floor, there's all these different conference rooms for all different companies, so you can go try out games individually. And it's actually better up there because like there's no loud noises or long lines. But you just have to make appointments. So Konami always has a presence up there. But this year, it was literally just to promote the new soccer game. Yeah, because it had, 
Oh no, that was EA. Sorry, the FIFA, new FIFA game has had a longer story trailer than the Mass Effect trailer. Yeah, no, like Glorious. the Mass Effect thing was like, okay, cool. The Mass Effect's still happening. The Star Wars one actually made me mad. I'm like, you've had this IP for like four years now. Come on. They showed one clip. One, one, like three second clip, and it's mostly just people saying like, "Yeah, Star Wars is really good. I really like Star Wars. There's a reason it's a 35 year old property, and people still like it. It's really good." <laughs> My favorite was the was the thing from Respawn. Like at least everything else was like showing artists like working on things on their computer. Thing from Respawn was people fighting with sticks. It's like yes, yeah. talking about all conferences now, like rating them and stuff like that. Yes, <laughs> might as I, well. I, I, what, I give EA the... EA out of ten. Oh, wasn't the Ubisoft one like abysmal? It was. It was better for than honor, been. For Honor was pretty Got bad it. looking. I would say that in the years past, this was probably the best year that Happened. Ubisoft has had. Um, they definitely had the most jarring um moment of silence for the horrible pulse shooting. Like everybody else had these really kind of heartfelt. I especially loved um. Phil Spencer actually kind of made me choke up a bit when he talked about it. Ubisoft came out and did a fucking dance number, and they were like, "We're all real sorry that everyone died." Oh my god! It's like, what? Uh, um, I, that was nice. And it was really. Was, I mean, I'm sure those performers worked for weeks on that. But yeah, that it was just so low random. We're all dancing in funny suits to the "Can't Stop Me Now" or whatever. Um, the Queen song. I forgot the exact yeah, title. It, it just it came off as really tone deaf, mm-hmm. is the way I'd put it. Um, but overall, I'd say Ubisoft probably had the best show they've had in a while. They kept Aisha Tyler from going too much off rails, although she did get to say Lady Boner again. Yeah. For whatever she was, reason. She was wearing some kind of accessory that said Deadman. Oh, God. She... Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, the PC gaming show was most of the same as last year. I wanted long, to kick God. their host's ass. He seemed like such a douchebag. I've, I've met him before. He's a, he's a nice guy. and he, I, In terms of talking to people, he, he's genuine. He, I'm he's sure he is. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, and that's not what I'm saying at all. Just the way he presented himself during the show it's seemed just, really conceited. No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. I just think that's the tone that they took for the whole show, where it was very softball questions like, tell us about your game. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> that great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, I especially that. love that game that's very clearly just No Man's Sky, and they're like, so how are you <laughs> going to differentiate this from No Man's Sky? And they're like, we're going to come out. Uh, yeah, we're going to come out. <laughs> um, that one had lot, like an economy or something. A lot of people gave the PC gaming show shit, but compared to last year, it was a lot better and a lot more streamlined. Yeah. And also... And they had a couple of really good announcements, too. Uh, yeah, we got Serious Sam, we got Giant Cop... Giant game, Cop actually just, looked really funny. Observer. Us, Observer, yeah. They gave us loot crates. <laughs> Every single seat had a loot crate, which was a lot of crap to carry back at the <laughs> event. Although, Bohemia, just like last year, they were pretty cool about the code. So they gave like a full copy of Armor 3, which is like, with the DLC, that's like an $80 product. I was like, oh, cool, I can play this now. Oh, speaking of expensive stuff, um, switching over to Microsoft for a sec. Uh-oh, we lost you. I Maybe want it so bad. It's two hundred dollars. What is the Gears of War four controller? Oh yeah, no, nothing. It's fifty more dollars than the regular Elite controller. Fuck that with a cherry on top. You can you I, can you can pay someone a hundred dollars to draw whatever you want on there. Yeah, <laughs> I customize. I just went to the website where you can customize your S controller, whatever it is, and just to color it and change the buttons, it's come out to like ninety bucks. 
plus shipping. Oof. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of money. I, I think that considering how much pe- people charge for customizing stuff as it is, I think that's normal. Mm, I, I mean, I can. If you really want those colors really badly, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. There I you go. Yeah, I can understand that. But the Gears of War controllers is like it is very pretty. That like normal controllers that are that are cool and custom looking, like um, like the Gears of War three controller or the Halo four controller. Those were just regular controller price. Those were both just sixty. Why is this fifty dollars more? There's nothing different other than the paint job. Yeah. Well, they also got that D pad, which is like a flat panel. Well, that's that's just something that comes with the Elite oh, the controller, pool. regardless. Right. The yeah, only the the best difference that I really like is um that the and this is just nerdy because I love Gears of War that the D pad actually has the pistol, lancer, nasher, and and grenades printed on it. That's really cool. Not two hundred dollars worth of cool though. Speaking of mm. Gears of War four, do you think it's going to have any cool horror elements like the first one did? It looks like it. Um, it. They've said that it's that they're going to be scaling it back to a more personal, spooky thing. They've said that it is not survival horror. Neither was Gears of War One, even though they said it was. But Gears of War One is certainly does certainly have horror elements, and I think this one will as well. Maybe not anything more than just like honorable mention, but it does look like there will be some freaky shit in it, which yeah. I'm all down for. I love. I mean, Gears I think it works out better in games that aren't horror when they have horror elements because then it yeah the it contrast. pops out more. Yeah, yeah. And, and you aren't expecting it, and it can end up really freaking you out. Like, I mean, the, like in the first one, with the whole like when the guy ch- pranks you for a second by turning off the lights, when you just learn there's yeah. lightning bats, that's a pretty good moment. I love, <laughs> um, I well, like one of Gears' scariest moments is in Gears Two with like the the freaky zombie locust things in the laboratory. That was genuinely frightening. That reminded me a lot of Resident Evil Four. Take a drink. Hashtag. That's the thing, by the way. If you see Rook say something like. Something reminds me of Resident Evil 4, just, just comment oh, the hashtag. Like Thomas, by the way, since I haven't been on a podcast with you yet, did you know that Paul Mercier, the voice of Leon, <gasps> also plays the merchant in Resident <laughs> Evil 4? Hmm. You've never said that before. I know. <laughs> That's been an ongoing thing for years. <laughs> well, I guess considering how like everyone has a pocket, I can do the merchant voice in the same way that I can do a salt snake voice. It's Ooh, let's like hear- everyone... No, well, no, I'm not going to do it right now. But I Let's mean, like, hear it or you're going to play us like a damn fiddle. Come on! What? what? <laughs> Thank you. There I meant the go. snake voice, but... Oh. <laughs> what are you buying? What are you selling? Stranger, stranger, now that's a weapon. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, blow it up again! Fuck that guy. I don't like him either. Super baby project. What's happening? What is that sound? What is that sound? Is, someone, is that a Leroy Jenkins soundboard? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so that's all the games for me three, I guess, that we can talk about. Uh, all the games. Looks really Every cool. game that ever came out. <laughs> all the games we care about. And Spider-Man. Uh, so, thank you for listening to this episode, the 92nd, I believe. Um, if you have any comments, leave them in the comments. Tell us what you think. You can also rate us on iTunes. If you have any ideas for topics for the next episode, which, again, won't be news when we talk about specific topics, leave in the comments as well, or email me. You can find my email on the site, or any of us. Um, what else can you do? You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at CJMelendez underscore. And where can they follow you guys? Um, I am at Cecil the Cat. I am at Trongasm, since my name's kind of hard to spell. Just, you know, find me on the site somewhere, and then just 
find my name. And... Thomas is very hard. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> you don't know how many people leave the H out. <laughs> oh, God, really? <laughs> not, not too much. Thomas. Uh, but with my last name, it's always everyone. Like my bank, my school, the employers have switched around the U and the O in my name. Constantly. Oh, God. Whitney? Uh, uh, at Kemi underscore row. And Zeb. At Forsaken Way. You use Twitter more often. It's fun. I should. I want people to complain at me because I work at Microsoft. Yeah. It's your fault. Things that I don't work on. Why is the controller so expensive, Zev? Yeah. I'm sorry. Why did my my wireless dongle break? It's your fault. Where's Phantom Dust in Crackdown? Yeah, what happened to Crackdown? How come Overwatch still has PC notifications on the Xbox One version? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The, um, when you, uh, when someone requests to invite to to be to when someone requests an invite to your party, a thing will pop up that says press yes or no to uh, allow them in. It still says press Y or N on Xbox One, and you can't do anything. There's no key for it on the controller. It's silly. I'd blame Blizzard. Yeah, what? I'd blame Blizzard before Microsoft. But you can what? Blame me if you want. You complain about anything. Just ask for Microsoft points. Those still exist, I think. Thanks That's for Microsoft listening. Bucks. Bye. 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 Bye.